Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Batter's Box on WNSP Now. You're listening to Joey Warner, and we're broadcasting from WNSP Studio on Dolphin Street in Mobile, Alabama. Nick Wiggins is our producer, and tonight we got our special guest, our co-host, Ricky Patterson, in the studio with us, and we're going to be talking a lot of college baseball and high school baseball tonight. First of all, we're going to get started, and we got to talk about my T-ball Yankees that, that opened up this past week at Municipal Park. First of all, I, I played at Municipal Park from 1970 to 1981 through youth baseball, youth football, and high school baseball with Shaw High School. And it's it's just an amazing reminisce to, to be up there coaching my grandson and we're the Yankees. We're an expansion team. I, I, I registered my grandson on the last day, so we got him in the, in the league. He's a four-year-old. And uh, my motto is, if the kids are having fun and the parents are having fun and they're happy, I'm happy. It's not about winning or losing with us because we're not, we're not out there for that. We're out there to develop the kids and have a lot of fun. So go Yankees. We're talking about high school baseball right now. There's there's four teams out there that have reached 10 wins so far this year. The Satsuma Gators have won 10 games. They're 10 and 2. Baldwin County's 10 and 5. And Mobile Christian is 10 and 3. St. Paul's is 10 and 5 now after a loss today to Bayshore Christian. But up until today, St. Paul's have won nine of the last 10 baseball games. And we're one of the hottest teams out there. And some of the players we're going to talk about to, tonight uh, uh, actually uh, hit home runs. Jack and John Stowers with St. Paul's went back-to-back -back in the first inning, but Cole Dean, who was uh, last week's uh, play, player of the week in Baldwin County, hit a uh, critical home run that helped his Bayshore Eagles defeat St. Paul's. So... What we're going to talk about now is is home run hitters, and and I, I tried to start this the first week, and I got away from it. And I didn't I didn't give the home run hitters in week two and week three, but in week four, uh, I want to mention the home run hitters, the guys that actually hit home runs, because that's that's the big thing in in baseball, and uh, especially on the high school level, and everybody wants to see the long ball. Uh, Blake Smith at a Spanish Fort hit a home run. Nick Blackburn, Mobile Christian. Ethan Parnell, Robertsdale. Connor Robinson of Faith Academy hit two this week, and he has three home runs on the season. Caden Reed of Theodore went deep. Josh Nutzi of St. Luke's and Will Spivey of St. Luke's hit home runs. Matthew Hedge of UMS hit a homer. Alex Bennett hit his second homer from Mobile Christian. Brady Keller hit a home run from Mobile Christian. Connor Gatwood of Baker hit a home run. Nick Cox of Daphne. Bryce Rivers, a freshman from Mobile Christian, hit a home run. Seth Smith, another Mobile Christian player, hit a home run. Brooks Brassfield of Fairhope. Jake DeVault of Bayside Academy. Gavin Pruitt of Faith Academy hit a home run. Connor Fadala of Baker High School went deep. Trevor Murphy of Baldwin County hit his third home run of the season. 
and Taylor Odell of St. Paul's hit his third home run of the season. So your home run leaders are Trevor Murphy, Taylor Odell, and Connor Robinson with three home runs apiece. The Midtown Optimist Club chooses a, a player and pitcher of the week each week from Baldwin and Mobile counties. And in the third week of the season last week, the, 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 the Baldwin County Pitcher of the Week was Joyner, Carson Joyner the, of Bayside Academy. And, and last week, the Baldwin County Player of the Week was Cole Dean of Bayshore Christian. Cole's the one that hit the home run today for Bayshore. The, the, the Pitcher of the Week last week for from Mobile was Bryson Goff of Saraland. And the player of the week from Mobile County was Stephen Kena from McGill. And th these, these players are, are, are excellent players and they're being well coached. Uh, Goff is being coached by Brett Boutwell out at Saraland, who won his 400th game last week as a, as a high school coach. Stephen Kena at McGill is coached by Tim Becker. Carson Joyner at Bayside Academy is coached by Matt Limbaugh. And Cole Dean at Bayshore is coached by Jeff Haig. Uh, Bayshore Christian won the 1A state championship the past two seasons. They moved them up to 2A this year, and they've got a 7-3 record and, and playing, playing really good baseball. Week four, the Midtown Optimist Club Players of the Week and Pitchers of the Week are, for Mobile County, the Pitcher of the Week is Sutton Snipes out of UMS, coached by Kevin Rayleigh. Sutton had 14 strikeouts and a big win over St. Paul's earlier this week that broke St. Paul's six-game winning streak, and UMS was coming off a six-game losing streak whenever they, they scored three runs in the bottom of the six to go up 3-2 and held on. The player of the week is Connor Robinson of Faith Academy. Connor had two home runs and a couple of doubles, and he plays for Coach Matt Seymour out at Faith Academy. Baldwin County Pitcher of the Week, Brady Harrison for Alberta. Plays for Coach Owen Davis. He had a complete win game and a win over Robertsdale, and uh, he's an uh, excellent pitcher. The Player of the Week for Baldwin County is Pierce Dutton of Spanish Fort. Dutton was 6 for 11. Four doubles, eight RBIs, six runs, five walks for Coach J.T. Pruitt over at Spanish Ford. These high school players are, 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 are in the midst of their fifth week this week, and, and uh, after this week, they'll be about halfway there in the season, the regular season, and then, then there's the playoffs. So it's been a good season thus far. And I, I'm, my special guest and co-host is, is Ricky Patterson, and Ricky's a, a – a, Long-time baseball man here in Mobile. He, he gives uh, batting training and clinics and, and uh, instruction, uh, helping, helping out young players become better hitters. And He's coached in the minor leagues uh, all the way up on the AAA level and with the Chicago Cubs and Chicago White Sox organization. He played for Eddie Stanky at South Alabama at Faulkner State. He was a star there. He played in the New York Mets organization. And he's, he's still just doing all kinds of things for the community when it comes to baseball. And, Ricky, uh, a, a few weeks ago you were on, and we talked about the University of Mobile and their run. 
and you've been able to get out there and watch them play quite a bit this year. And and uh, you know, I, I follow them on the uh, on you know in the on the internet and and support them big time. But tell us a little bit about what's going on out there with the University of Mobile. Well, they're very hot. If you watch a club goes out there, I think they're right now twenty and two. And uh, you know, I kind of go on the internet and I check it to see if you know how they're doing and stuff. Just kind of follow them. Because, you know, I'm very interested in a few of the players and, you know, what their future lies for them. They got a, they got a real good future in baseball, in my opinion. You know, it's, I, I don't really know, uh, you know, what, if they're going to be drafted or whatever, but they they have the tools. They really do. I mean, I and, and they're fun to watch. You know, I, uh, Lance Johnson called me the other day, and I said, Lance, I said, I just got to tell you, I saw a ball player that was better than you. Uh, and uh, Turner Ward and a few of the other guys that you know played at South Alabama, and uh, he goes, "What? What do you mean?" I said, "You know, you not you need to get out there and watch them play." So, uh, <laughs> Lance, he, I said, Lance, I said, there's one thing that he, they can do that you couldn't do, and he goes, "What is that?" I said, "The guy can throw 97 miles an hour," and he started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> he said, "I got to go watch them play." I said, "They're fun to watch." It, yeah, they're a very exciting team. They, you know, they're very uh, good at the, the team chemistry. I think that John Seymour has done a superb job, and I, you know, it's the first time I've been around him and watched him work as well as he, you know, what he does. And I know he's very, very good in what he's doing. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun just to sit there and watch them and see how they play. And uh, you know, I kind of zero in since I was an outfield base running instructor. With the Mets, that you know, I kind of watch the outfielders more than I do the infielders, and and so you know when they when I see them don't do something right, you know it kind of locks in, you know I'm and and I know that they can be better. So you know when you're grading the the outfielders out, you know I grade, you know I sit there and grade them like you know I'm sitting in the stands watching my players at, with the New York Mets, but you know they're they got three guys in the outfield that are very very good. And and they all pitch, and and which that I think that really helps you know Seymour, uh, as you know it, it he's able to bring in those kind of guys late in the innings and stuff like that to close games out and you know when I, uh, when when you see uh, they got one guy so definitely he can close out any game he can close out major league games and that's uh, Tucker Musgrove. Yeah, T- Tucker's an uh, excellent ball player. He's he hits the ball good. And- and to be able to come in, it comes in and closes it up by just throwing hard heat, I guess. Yeah, it, you know, and, and you you look at him, and you know, I, I evaluate according to, you know, players that I'd seen through my career. And, you know, today in, in uh, pro ball, you know, they really don't want you to compare a player to another player, but I believe that's how you evaluate. And you see a kid when he's 18, 19 years old in the minor leagues and – then you go out and you see this player play, and you and you know I have tendencies to compare, and you know there's some organization, especially Cubs organization, with a Golden Boy. You know he didn't he didn't he didn't know that he didn't know anything about uh, evaluation when it comes to being able to compare. He just wanted numbers because see that's how he he picked his players on the numbers that you put in, and and you he the intangible parts of the game are very, very crucial. And and a lot of people don't understand the intangibles. You might have all the talent in the world, but the intangible parts of the game is what makes you a great player. 
but he, uh, he the golden boy didn't want to know that. You know, he, he was uh, um, smarter than everybody else, uh, you know, because his dad was a famous general manager, and he kind of fell into it. Now, he's not one of my favorite people, if you, you know. You can tell by the way I talk about him. That's right. But um, I'm very interested in you know in the in the way that they go out and the way they play the game. You know, it's very exciting. And and Lance says I'm going to go out and watch them. He called me again today, and of course I said they're on the road again this week. So the following week we'll go out there and, and watch them. And and I you know I encourage a lot of people. I mean, University of Mobile has a very exciting team. I mean, they got guys that got power, they got speed, they got good pitching. I mean, it's it's fun to watch, and and the way they play the game, they play it, they play it with a lot of passion, and you got to be able to play this game with passion. You know, you got to play it under control. Uh, you can't get too excited. You can't be a rah rah guy, uh, because see, it's not football. Football is an emotional game, and so you, in in football, you're you're intense the whole game. Baseball, you be wore out. Because the game is longer, you're not playing on a time, you know. You're playing on you know, uh, in the innings, and the innings might be longer or shorter. Or, you know, you've got to be able to adjust. So you can't get too high and you can't get too low. And you know, it's fun. It's fun to watch them play. Well, Ricky, you mentioned Lance Johnson, and we hope to get Lance down here or on on pretty often. I saw where Lance went out and uh, put on a clinic with uh, with uh, uh, for the Blunt Leopards just last week, and. And Lance is always like yourself, doing doing things for the community. And uh, what we what we're going to do now, Ricky, is we we have Coach John Seymour on the line, and uh, uh, he's going to tell you all about his team. Ricky, talk to him and, and see what y'all can come up with, buddy. Okay. Hey, John, you there? I'm here. Well, <laughs> I, I I had a few questions for you earlier, uh, but I you know I want you uh, to kind of go over your your background and let people okay. understand, you know, you know, where you came from, you know, uh, where you grew up. Cause, uh, I got a, uh, a reason for it. Okay. Okay. And, and, and where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Santa Clara, California, uh, which is, uh, about 45 minutes south of San Francisco. Okay. And, and, uh, I want you to tell the story about uh, you getting up in the morning. I think that your mom was working, and uh, you had to uh, – she, she dropped you off at the, at the stadium every day. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, um, you know, I, I, I was a huge baseball fan growing up, and, and uh, my mom and my stepdad lived on a boat outside of uh, uh, a couple exits down from the Oakland Coliseum. And, you know, back then, this was the, the, the late 80s, early 90s time period when the Oakland A's were, you know, as good as anybody in, in, in Major League Baseball. And, and they had the Bash Brothers and, and uh, all that stuff going on. And, and uh, you know, when my mom would go to work during the summer, she'd drop me off at the, at the gates there. And uh, uh, I'd wait until they opened up the door, you know, the, the gates for, for the businessman special. The one o'clock starts on Wednesdays, and a lot, you know, a lot of times during the, during the middle of the week, they have a lot of a day games. So, uh, I spent just, you know, I've probably seen 150 games at the Open Coliseum over my childhood, and uh, and it was just like a playground for me because there's nobody there, and they they let you kind of roam wherever you wanted to go, and and 
and I got to know some of the some of the guards and some of the people that the security people, so they knew who I was. And my mom talked to them and made sure they were looking out for me. So, uh, I mean, I, I just grew up watching the game, and and uh, especially you know that era of baseball. It was fun to watch Tony Lewis's teams kind of go do what they did. Well, uh, what about the outfielder? You know, we, me and you were discussing outfield play one day, and you said that you was watching a guy, and that's how you you kind of mimicking. You know when uh, you, yes. you know, tell me about so, that. So growing up, I, I grew up in a court with uh, with three other guys, and and we used to play. We we called it cutthroat. So it'd be a hitter, a pitcher, and, and an outfielder. And uh, it was pitcher's hand, and you know the the bush on the left side of the car was foul, and we had all kinds of crazy rules. And and uh, I was huge into mimicking, you know, different baseball players. And since the A's were my team at the time, you know, I could I could mimic every every batting stance of every guy. But there was one guy in particular that that kind of I, I drew an interest in, and you know, he played with a lot of players. His name was Dave Henderson. Uh, he was an outfielder uh, for the A's at the time. I think prior to that, he was uh, an outfielder for uh, the Boston Red Sox, and, and he was on that '86 team that uh, that lost that World Series. But uh, he had a huge home run. I remember in the in the in the the, the ALCS to, to to beat the the Angels. But you know, he had this particular way that he would field, and, and he just he had this way of getting ready for each pitch, and he'd, he'd get a, a two step advantage. And even though he wasn't the fastest guy in that outfield. Uh, you know, Ricky Henderson played in that outfield as well. Um, you know, he 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 could he could get to any ball in the outfield. That, you know, above and beyond any anybody else. And and I just noticed the flair he played with, and, and the determination he played with, and he seemed to have a a way of getting to balls that he probably shouldn't have got to. Yeah, um, and that's what really uh, I, you know I was thinking about this on the way down here. You know, and uh, how many players on your team do you think? Sit and watch or mimic certain type of players. I mean, you you, you um, did that as a young player. <laughs> very few. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just uh, it's a different age, that's for sure. But well, that's what you did. You know, you, you collect the baseball cards, and and you know we didn't have ESPN, and and so when you finally did get to see somebody, you watched them with a different level of intensity. No, and I, you memorized it. Yeah, and. You, and I'm Go sorry, John. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you know it, it's something, and I think it's very valuable to all young players. And I hope I hope that your players are listening to this. Is that you know as as we grew up, you know we were, we we grew up in a different era. We you know we were lucky to have a color TV, but it, you know yeah. <laughs> you know you sit there and you and you watch players and you mimic the players because the teaching that goes on today is tremendous. I mean, you have so many different opportunities and so many different people uh, with different philosophies and stuff like that. But you know, you, you had to you you had to watch the game and you learn the game from observation, and and yeah. I, that's what really impressed me with that. And I, you know, it's something that I that I will use even when I'm as a coach right now, that I will use you as an example because I thought that was one of the greatest. Things that 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 I had heard in a long time, you know, baseball is a great game, and we learn every day from this game. I mean, there's something new. It's not like you can't get bored with it because you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Because you know, I'm going to ask you that question too. But uh, you know, I, I I wanted to make sure that I brought that up and get the and so people understand about you, and 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 what and where you came from. 
and what and 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 what you grew up doing, and the observation, and and this is what you know. I'm very impressed. If if I was you know a minor league coordinator again, I would hire you in a heartbeat. There's no doubt in my mind, and I would go to bat for you, and I'd put you in any situation that we had in the organization because of the the experience that you brings you bring to a game or to an organization is the experience that you had from your observation and how you basically tried to mimic him and and do what he did so you you, you learn from 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 observation and a lot of these players today John I don't think I see that you know I, I and that's very important and I think and it still should be used but uh, no, I agree I, I think you know just going back into my own career you know I, I think it had a tremendous impact watching guys that you know, I had a really smart coach once tell me that to to, to, to pay attention to, to 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 major league baseball players, but pay attention to the for the right reasons. You know, when you're watching a pitcher, it, it's great to watch somebody who's been successful, but he, does he have a track record of being healthy? Right. And you know, th- those are things that you know if he's if he's if he's dealing and he's been healthy and he, you know he's doing some things that you can add to what you do and. Obviously, everybody's built different and everybody moves a little bit different, but there are some absolutes and, and guys that have a you know, track record for health and a track record for, for being consistently a winner. And, and you know, I've really tried to that, – that, that just hit me in a way that made me think that there's things that you can pick up in the game. And, and I think that's the thing. As coaches, we need, to, we need to put the game on the pedestal and let it be the teacher. Uh, the game's constantly trying to get you to understand things you need to do better. And, and I think when we interject our opinion of what it is, then, you know, I think that that, that, that becomes something that's hard to trust for the player. And, and when you just become a mirror to what the game's trying to tell them, I think it's a lot easier for them to take that. Right. I, I mean, I, I, that's one reason that I wanted to bring up that story is because I, I think that the players, I don't know if you ever told your players that, and I, I want no, to, they don't know that story. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's very interesting, and you know, and I and and I wanted them to understand that you know you 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 got to watch them, but you know there's they they're special people, but it doesn't mean yeah. that you can't be special. You know, everybody you, you everybody can they can make those type of adjustments. But you're uh, tell me a little bit about your ball club and. Uh, you know how I mean, you guys right now. You know you're hot, and yeah. I I can only remember one other team that was hotter than you, and it was the team I played on when we were 32 and no 34 and two. So you're on a good pace to catch us, and and, and I think you got a real good chance to do that. But tell me a little bit well, you know, about your team, and you know they've just done a really good job. I mean, to be honest with you, we haven't played great. Um, you know, we've really swung the bat well. Our offense has definitely been the thing that's 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 been the the, the the thing we've hung our hat on this year, and um, but, and they've they've really saved our bacon a lot. They did it this weekend. We walked, uh, let's see, we walked fifteen in one game. We walked nine in another, and two in the other. So, um, you know, we, we walked that many guys, 20, 26 guys. You know, it. it it's pretty tough to win, but you know our offense has, has really done a great job. But more than more than anything, it's been this resilient attitude that they've had, and they don't get down, and and, and they've really focused on what's the next thing. Yeah, we lost some guys, but we're still in the game. What do we do next to to 
to get to uh, to get more runs than they get by the end of the game, and and they've been focused on that. And I think that that for me, that's been the definition of, of mental toughness to them. Is it doesn't matter what happens; it's how you respond and what you do next. So uh, they've just done a really good job of of not being um, caught off guard and, and and just doing the next thing, and, and it's really paid off for them. Well, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the coach. You know, uh, it, no, I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, because see, uh, I, I mean, I sit there and watch, and uh, these kids, I saw them get down six runs, I think, in the first in, in, in the first inning, and they come back and won like sixteen to six. But and and that's that's a reflection on the coach, though, because see, they didn't panic. Uh, the next inning, I think they scored a couple of runs, and the next inning, uh, they scored four, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're ahead, you know, we're even, so let's go play. And, and that's got a lot to do with coaching, in my opinion, because you never showed emotions. I mean, I've been around a couple of coaches and stuff that when the game got tight, they got really, really emotional. And, and, when, and that shows, you know, the players, and they panic a little bit in those kind of situations. And they see the coach panicking, and they panic. And I, I mean, I, I haven't sat there in the dugout. I hadn't watched you, but – I just watch the players and the way they respond, and I—that's I, what I really see out of it. I think that you know you're—you do a very, very good job. Don't undersell yourself, and just you know stay with that—that that type of attitude because those guys don't quit. They know they can—they can beat everybody, and you know it's not how really good you are; it's what you believe in. And those guys—they they do a very good job at that. Just keep it up. Well, I've always you know really kind of believed that. <clears throat> Making sure that that you treat them like they showed up on purpose and that they want to win, and a lot of times when they, when they don't play well, we can get this this kind of we can get angry with them. We can, and, and a lot of times I think when I would get angry with players, it, would, it was my own insecurity of what I didn't do to prepare them for that moment. And you know, at the end of the day, if we want them to be resilient, we need to be resilient ourselves and, and treating them like that. You know, and having empathy for what they're going through. The game's hard, and when the emotions get going, and and they're the ones out there playing. I don't get to go out there and cross that line anymore. And and it should be about them, and it should be for them. And and when it becomes about me and me being angry and me, you know, me being embarrassed about what's going on on the field, then you know, sometimes I just got to swallow that pill and 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 do what I can, and, and that's to encourage them and. and, and let them know they still have they have the next pitch to win and you know i really believe in these kids and um you know i just trust what they're going to do they're, they're just such good kids and, and they're talented um but they believe in each other and the thing that's really made the biggest impact on me with this group is the dedication to the fact that it's not about the individual it's about the guy above them and behind them and uh i think because that's the strength of the team there's not a lot of pressure on each individual guy they, they know that if they don't do it that someone's going to do it either behind them or in front of them and um and then and, you know once they saw it all start to relax then it just becomes you know everybody kind of in a flow of doing their own thing well C- coach coach seymour uh this is joey, yeah. joey warner uh um, thanks for coming on uh the, the batter's box with no thank with us you for tonight. having me i um, really appreciate you guys having me on we're, we're really following you this year and uh ricky patterson's uh doing a good job uh, uh helping us out down here but uh we thank you for coming on tonight and uh we're keeping an eye on you and what i really like about you, what you're doing coach is your local players you've got about 30 local players and and as long yeah. as you keep recruiting them uh you're going to keep people keep putting people in the seats watching y'all so i really appreciate you doing that coach and you're making really good ball players out of these guys well you know 
I want to put a a, 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 a spotlight on on the players here in in, in South South Alabama. You know, there's there's just such good baseball down here, and and we don't need to go out anywhere else and get people. We 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 got plenty of players in Baldwin County and Mobile County that, that in, the, in the surrounding areas that, that we could fill a team with some really good baseball players and, and kids that love the area. They they've grown up knowing each other, and you have you have a built-in chemistry when you recruit that way and. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun because you get to know the kids, you get to know the, the, the families as well, and, and you're pouring into these kids to, to be part of your community, and 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 that's something that, that Mike Jacobs had a huge impact on me with with our team and, and, and just raising me up over 16 years, being his assistant. That was a huge thing when we recruit kids. Is you know we're pouring into these kids to pour them back out in the community, and and you know if you're going to have an impact, you might as well have a, a local one. And, and uh, that's been fun for me because it's always been bigger than baseball for us and and, and, and making sure that these kids that, that do the right thing, they get an opportunity, and, and that's what we're about. But i I got I to gotta, I gotta plug Rick, too. You know, he, he's had a huge impact on this team as well. He comes down there and, and, and does lessons out of our facility and, and, and just does a great job, you know, kind of sitting back and watching and he'll see a guy, you know, struggling with something and pick him up and give him a couple of pointers. And, and, you know, the talk around the team is just, you know, he's had a tremendous impact on our team and, and they all respect him and, and respect his baseball knowledge. And I really think he has had an instrumental uh, part of what we did, we've done offensively for sure. But thank you, Rick. I appreciate what you've been doing well, for our guys. Thank you. That's I'm I'm very, very happy that you said that. I, I don't even know how to respond because, really, I, you know, I don't do anything. I got a question, though. Uh, yeah. It, it, you're from California. Is your wife from California also? No, she's actually uh, – she is from Pennsylvania. She's uh, up, up there from around uh, Amish country. But uh, she went to school at UAB and – and then uh, relocated down here uh, to, to start a, a, a career in real estate and, and has her own uh, real estate company, 1702 Real Estate, uh, here in Mobile. Oh, that's super. That's super. You're, you're a good family man. Well, she's uh, without her, there's none of this. So, um, you know, she's she's a huge part of what we do, and and, and a huge part of, of everything that goes on for me. So, her and my daughter Lola, man, they're they're they're, out there, they're all of it for me. Well, coach, again, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we're looking for y'all in that national tournament toward the end of the season. And uh, in conclusion, I am so glad that you mentioned Mike Jacobs. Because uh, he's in our memories forever, and you've done a great job filling in. And good luck on the rest of the season, Coach. Well, Joey, I really appreciate. It. Thanks for for the, for the opportunity to come talk about our program and and what we're doing out there. And uh, and Rick, thank you so much for 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 all of the you know, like I said, all, all the help you've given us and and in uh, all those compliments as well. I pre- I really do appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, take care. Okay. Go Rams. Okay. Go Rams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks again, and good luck this week, buddy. We're getting ready to have a former USA Jaguar on the line to tell us a, a little bit about South Alabama baseball. Tonight, University of South Alabama is taking on 24th-ranked Alabama. Alex, you there, buddy? I'm here. All right, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to probably the one of the biggest South Alabama baseball fans since he quit playing back in the early 70s with the Jaguars. And, Alex, tell us a little bit about what's going on out there at Stanky Field. 
Uh, well, we're struggling right now. We've got a bunch of new guys, and um, they're just they're they're not getting together right right at the moment. We're having a little trouble hitting. The pitching's been hit and miss, but uh, we've got a good bunch of good players that I'm sure are going to come around. And hopefully, starting against Alabama tonight and this weekend, the conference opens up. I think we'll be okay because. We got some guys that um, I mean, we got a transfer from Old Dominion who hit there, and uh, some junior college guys. One of them was junior college player of the year, and just nobody's nobody's really got into a groove yet. But it's early, so we're hoping they hoping they come around. Right. I I, I noticed you got J.G. Bell, a Faith Academy player. Playing out at shortstop, he's having a pretty good season. And Will Will Turner, he's, yeah, JG is having probably he's exceeded expectations. He's got a bunch of RBIs. I think he's got gosh, fifteen or eighteen RBIs, and he's gotten some big hits for us. And he's starting. He's playing some good defense, and he's really, really, uh, I think, hitting wise exceeded what, what they were expecting out of him. Well, you've got a, a center fielder, Will Turner. He's, he's, he's got eight doubles. He's hitting over 400. Tell us a little bit about him. Will can, can do everything. He's probably – he's more than likely going to be a top three-round draft pick next year. And uh, we're, he's, he's another one. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's a great outfielder, and he's got a – cannon for an arm and he's also he can also pitch if they needed him which I don't think they're going to but he's 93 to 94 off the mound. Well that's great uh, what about Colson Lawrence he leads the teams at four home runs how about him he's a designated hitter. He's, he's one we're really waiting for him I mean he's he's hitting for some power he may be striking out a little bit too much but he's another one that's a great athlete he's um He's got a heck of an arm in right field, uh, and he's also 93, 94 from the mound. And I think when, once he gets into the groove and gets more consistent, uh, it'll, it'll get the other guys. We just need some people to – hitting is contagious, and, and they just need a few guys to really get going because not hitting is contagious too. That's right. You're for sure. Well, you know, you got Mitchell here on the mound tonight against Bama. Uh, House, he's got a 3.18 ERA, so he's, he's he's got some control at least. What's what's happening with him? He's uh, he's one of the junior college guys that we got that um, just has got had outstanding numbers, and he really hasn't started hitting yet like he can. Uh, he's a third baseman. And he's and he's also ninety three, ninety four with a good curveball. Mm-hmm. So we've got pitchers who are just some they're just not all putting it together yet. So I think uh I think once we really get on a roll we can we can run some wins off. Well you mentioned that, that they start their conference play this weekend. I, I think it's with uh uh Georgia Southern in a three game series and then they play Auburn and Montgomery next Tuesday. But, uh, you know, 
looking at this Alabama game tonight, you know, Alabama is 15-2. and two. They're number 24 in the nation. They've won 14 in a row until Columbia University took two or three from them this past weekend. But, but I want to say something about what they're bringing to Mobile and, uh, and your spot that you stay out in left field. Y'all might get rattled a little bit tomorrow night. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, Alabama has a guy named Colby Shelton who already has 10 home runs in those 17 games. And Alabama in 17 games has got 38 home runs. So they might hit the long ball, I, it, but let's it's, it's keep it down and away so they can't do it. Alex, what you think? Well, you're right. We were, in fact, uh, I guess last Tuesday we were playing New Orleans um, at our place. And while we were playing the game, we got a TV set up out there. We were watching the Alabama game. And we're going, holy crap, they're just, I mean, they hit five home runs in the first three innings, I think. And worse yet, their pitcher struck out 12 guys in five innings. So, uh, and pitched and, and had no hits. So, not looking forward to seeing if that guy is going to pitch uh, again. And Sam, they were playing Sanford, and Sanford's got a good ball club with Tony David. And, um, they just beat the crap out of them. Well, it's it's, it's funny you say that. At, you know, South Alabama, uh, uh, back a few years before you played, uh, you know, h- held the, the nation's uh, home run record with 101 one year. And Sanford, believe it or not, broke that record. Uh, years and years later, other teams had to as well. But LSU one year hit 188. <laughs> and I think they've got the the, the – the, the nation record, national record. But, but, um, yeah, they, they were hitting with those titanium bats and the, uh, extra medication that they were taking. <laughs> right, Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one more little thing I want to do, and I'm going to let Ricky talk to you for a few minutes. It's, Alex, uh, right. uh, again, you know, you're a great player. You know, came from New Jersey, ended up at Miami-Dade University, uh, and came to South Alabama in the early 70s. And, you were drafted four times, Alex, uh, uh, by the Expos in 1970, the Mets in 72, a first-rounder in 73 and 74 both. And, and then you came to South and, and, and had a good career. Stanky loved you. Uh, he loved everybody. Ricky can tell you that. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, you, you set the record in 1973 for nine, with nine RBIs in one game, and which I think the record – Stayed a record for 43 years or something like that till Eddie Paparella tied it in 2017. And those nine RBIs in that game against Auburn, one of them was a grand slam against Terry Curtis. And I wish you could have made it to the to the awards luncheon yeah, last week. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I wish I'd been in <laughs> yeah, town. Yeah. But that would have been a cool thing because you tell me every time you see him, you rib him about that. But but, um, no, I don't bring that up anymore. <laughs> you keep bringing it up to me. <laughs> I put it on my Facebook page. And, hey, yeah, and everybody out there, you're listening to the, the, uh, the Batter's Box with Joey Warner and his co-host Ricky Patterson. We're talking to, to Alex Pastor from South Alabama. So he's a, a great fan. He's got a, a spot out there where they grill out and have a great time in left field. Everybody come out to that Alabama game tonight and all the rest of the games this season. But, Alex, talk a little bit about that before I hand it over to Ricky, about, about what y'all do out there with the, with the fans in left field. Well, let me tell you one little interesting thing, though, before we get there. The guy that t- 
tied by record, Eddie Paparella. It actually came south as a third baseman from he ten mi- from Princeton, New Jersey, which is ten miles from where I grew up. So it was kind of a weird coincidence that a Princeton, New Jersey guy that played third base came here and tied my record. I never uh, knew that. I ideas. never knew that, and that's so cool. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm well, ha- what we do that the deck out there is for ex or ex baseball players and their guests, and um, we barbecue and grill every every game. Uh, I don't know that we've missed a game in since we've had that deck out there. We had it for. Uh, ten years and the wood kind of rotted, so they tore it down. So we raised a bunch of money and built the new one out there now, and uh, we we have a good time out there. It's a lot more fun when we're winning some games, winning more games than this year. But um, um, it it it's it's fun anyway. We we've got a bunch of guys that um, you know they bring stuff and they'll. Bring beer and uh, usually the donation. And I'll buy food and cook it out there. You mentioned cold yeah, beverages. We have a good time. You mean mentioned cold beverages? That's uh, you're calling Ricky Patterson and Joey Warner out there. So <laughs> we'll be out there soon yeah. enough to help y'all out. But well, I'm a pat- out there tomorrow night and, and tomorrow. I mean tonight when we play Alabama, um, I hope we get a big crowd of guys out there. But it, there's one rule we've got if. If they come out there, they better not bring anybody that's wearing any Alabama crap on them, or they're going to get thrown off the deck. <laughs> well, hey, 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 Alex, that's the rule. You don't bring you don't bring the other team's stuff out there when we're playing. Them. That, that that's that's true blood right there, buddy. But hey, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna hand you off to Ricky here. Y'all do a little All reminiscing right. for a few minutes. All right, All right. Uh, uh, Alex. You know, I was. I keep telling everybody I saw you hit a home run in, at Vanderbilt, and I think back. <laughs> I think back then we were using the wooden bats, and yeah, I used wood. <laughs> and and you hit a ball toward the Coliseum, and and I think it hit the top of the building and left there center. A swimming, there was a swimming pool out there. You know, Emil Salem says, do you remember that ball you hit at Vanderbilt that landed in the swimming pool It was on top of that building? <laughs> it was It was like three uh, It was like three stories up with that swimming pool. Yeah, the wind was blowing pretty hard out that day, Rick. Hey, that's okay. You just hit it high enough and let the wind take it. <laughs> but you, you, you had – there's no question you had power. And, you know, you, you played the game with a lot of a passion too. Uh, I mean, I was in the dugout. Of course, I was there quite a bit. And uh, I remember there was a tag play at third base, and uh, you gave him that holo tag. And I think that's what Stanky called it. And when you came in and you got on the bench and Stanky walked over there to you and you asked him, uh, he asked you about that tag. And you said, you you know, you big guy, you know, you got to do this and this and and uh he pulled up his pants legs and showed you all the scars on his legs and kicked and he kicked you in the shin and I thought you were going to kill him. You got all fired up and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen?" Uh, uh, me and him. Uh, I remember we were beating uh, 
Spring Hill ten to one, and they had some crappy, uh, crafty lefty. Vida, we called him Vida Princeton. He threw slow, slower, and slowest. And I popped up, and the score was ten to one. And I came to the dugout. I was pissed off, and I got a drink of water. I was getting a drink of water, and he kicked me in my butt so hard <laughs> it hurt for a week. And we, were, and I said, I told my mother, "You aren't any matter about it. Him get me out that I am." <laughs> well, uh, but. There's one thing that, you know, I, I tell everybody that in 1974, in 75, we were the number one team in the nation. And we had a really good team. But I tell everybody, our 75 team, we should, if we would have got an opportunity to go into a regional, I really believe that in was a team. Yeah, we, I think, I think we could have. Because we really started hitting at the end of the year. Everything was meshing, and we just – I thought we got screwed over that year by not getting a, a, a bid. I, uh, we I, lost a couple of games that we never in 100 years should have lost. Um, it cost us, I think. Losing to Spring Hill was, was bad, and um, I think even Livingston beat us a game. And I think those two losses probably knocked us out of it, but um, – we sh- we should have gone and we could have made some noise. Well, there's there's no doubt, and the reason I say, you know, I tell everybody, I said, you know, we had a great team in '75, but the '74 team, we peaked at the right time. If we would have been able mm-hmm. to get in, we are pitching because we we had a we had a really deep pitching staff during that time, and all of a sudden, you know, we put yeah. it all together, and and I said, man, if we get in, we got a chance. Because we really had a good team that year, and you know it was it was it's kind of like of course we were independent at the time, and and a lot of right. people don't understand that. See, like as an independent, you know you you had to put some numbers up in order to get in. When they got in the Sun Belt, you know you you know you win the Sun Belt and you're in. But back then, you being an independent, it was tough because Miami at the time was an independent. And, right. and yeah. you know, you was competing against all the independent teams. I think Georgia Southern got in that year. That's right. Um, and ahead of us, and, um, they were an independent, if I remember right. That's right. That's right. But that, so, that 75 you know, team was I good. I think that year we had better hitting. Our pitching staff in 73 still has the school record with about a 1.85 ERA. But in the, uh, we didn't have nearly the hitting. We hit God, 20, 25. I think think somebody was reading the stats to me the other night out on the deck. Um, I led the team with eleven home runs, and the next guy had two. Yeah. So you know, in in seventy seventy four, we had Hively hit four sixty, and Jerry Stamps and Stapleton and. Yeah. Um, we just were a better hitting team that year. And like you said, we did peak, I think, at the right time. We just lost a couple of games. And we had a lot of rain outs that year. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. We made up for it the next year, though. I think what I was telling everybody, yeah. we, we 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 were in the in the first month, I think we were 30, 28 and 2. Yeah, in one I month. we all killed it that year. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, that's yeah. we. We played. It seemed like we played every day back then. I think we had ended up with like you know sixty games played, 
and then we probably played that many in the fall. Of course, today you can't do yeah. that kind of stuff. No, you're not allowed to do that. And, you know, we went to um, we went that road trip to Louisiana. We got rained out three times. And LSU came down to, uh, to New Orleans and got rained out three more times. We got rained out six games in five days. I think we had a doubleheader one day. Well, we needed. I mean, it was crazy how many rain ups, rain outs we had. Well, at South Alabama, we you know we got to change it because you know we used to if we played Auburn or we played Alabama or. LSU. We used to go in there and kick the crap out of LSU. We owned them. <laughs> and, we owned them. And Alabama. I don't think they ever beat us. And we and no, uh, and uh, Auburn quit playing uh, us because we beat them so much. So yeah, exactly. The, the, today's a different game. You know, the SEC is. You know, they they're able to get a, as many players as they can. The catcher Gussetti that uh, plays for Alabama right now. He played for me during the summer. He was a high school kid, and we put him on our college team, and I hit him fourth in our order. And everybody was saying, you had a high school kid hitting fourth? I said, yeah, but he signed with the University of Florida. So, you know, he transferred from Florida because they re- they got a kid in that, uh, what is it, NIL, that came in and hit 25 mm-hmm. home runs, and he wasn't getting to play. But he is yeah. a, he's a really good player. You know, he, you know, he was like well, you know, with our know, team. Ricky, all these teams now have have players. I mean, it's not like we yeah. we were independent and and but hell, the Sun Belt's loaded. Geez, Southern Miss and Old Dominion's going to be good. And Lafayette, and Texas State last year was went crazy. Uh, the, I think. The Sun Belt is so much stronger than it used to be. It seems like every damn team's got one or two pit- the ace pitchers. Everybody throws ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, I think they so, need. To, I think they need to put some more water in those guns. I don't know if they're really throwing that. Uh, well, yeah, you, well, you're right about that. You're right about that. I think. I think that. That I think uh, ninety five today is more like eighty eight. Uh, that's right. Uh, they had different guns uh, back then. <laughs> different guns and they measure it out of the hand and not at home plate like they used to used to and uh because nobody throws less than 92 miles an hour it's crazy yeah yeah i agree i agree 100 uh, percent. i mean that's what that was a big that was a big question i have everybody asked me i said look i said i had a guy throwing for me and he was you know 89 90 and that was on the old guns and then the jugs gun the little the black one that they picked it up out of the hand. He was 95. So what they started doing, they started using the uh, uh, the, the ray gun would roll down and would got the velocity at the plate, and the other was getting it out of their hand. And so what they've mm-hmm. done is to make the game more interesting, the guy's throwing 97, 98, you know, it's picking it up more. It, it, the, mach- the guns they're using today is picking it up out of the hands. I mean, can you imagine yeah, a guy uh, throwing 100 miles an yeah. hour? I remember that when I showed the Cardinals, one of our uh, roving people came down and said they were in St. Louis the night before and said Tom Seaver was throwing 91, 92, and uh, just said, wow, man, he was bringing it. You can't tell me that these high school kids are throwing like Tom Seaver did. I agree. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's not possible. Everybody's is Tom Seaver these days. Right. You're right. But, uh, uh, of course, nobody's Nolan Ryan, but um, I saw that 
documentary, and they got Nolan on today's gun throwing 108.1. Wow. So, well, Alex, I tell you, uh, uh, again, uh, I want to thank you for, for everything that you do out there at South Alabama and, uh, and for, you know, hanging around the ballpark as much as you do and, and attracting the crowd out there. And I'm going to have to get out there and, and check you out and, and watch some of these Jag games. Well, they're, come on out. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. Hey, they're, they're going to pull it together. So uh, uh, y'all keep doing what you're doing out there. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you on uh, in a couple more weeks and see, yeah. see, see how the you team's doing. Give me a couple more times. I'll tell you some Ricky stories. <laughs> and then we'll really be doing talking. <laughs> well, listen, big man. You need to come you need to come out tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, uh, may, hey, maybe they can do may, maybe they can do something against Bama tonight. So again, Alex, thank you so. so much, buddy. Sounds good. Uh, thanks for calling. All right, buddy. See you guys. See you, Ricky. All right, it's good Bye-bye. talking to you, Alex. You're listening to the Batters Box with Joey Warner's co-host Ricky Patterson, and we've had a good show tonight. We've uh, Talk to John, Coach John C. Miller out at University of Mobile and Alex Pastor out at South Alabama. Ricky, thanks for coming on. I got to uh, correct you on one thing, though, before you go that far. You said that John and Jack hit back-to-back home runs. I did. I did. I meant, hey, I sure did. I got ahead of myself. That was that was uh, Edward McLeod. That's correct. Edward, I, I correct myself. uh Ricky, and thank you for that. Jack Stowers and Edward McLeod went back-to-back in the first inning to give Andy Robbins of St. Paul's Saints a 3-0 lead over Bayshore Christian, and then Cole Dean for Bayshore Christian hit a home run in the second inning to put them up 4-3, to so that's all they needed for the victory. But thanks a lot for that. I I, I, I couldn't let you slide on that. I did. Hey, look, Jimmy Wigfield (laughs) messaged me earlier. Well, you notice I didn't call you Jimmy all night. I started (laughs) to just to make you mad. Hey, that's all right. Jimmy (laughs) said that he was flattered that you used his name five times thinking that I was him. (laughs) Again, thanks a lot for coming on, Ricky. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Baseball Box. Uh, This is Joey Warner signing out.